Gronk makes it clear that he is done with football, regardless of who calls him to try to get him to return. And we find out which offensive players Evan Klosky has on his radar ahead of training camp. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined on a WTSP Wednesday by my guy, Evan Klosky. Of course, you can find everything that he's doing over on 10Tampa Bay or at 10TampaBay.com. You can check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at E Klosky WTSP. So we thank you once again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. And Rob Gronkowski, thanks to a viral video on Twitter when he was promoting one of his latest business ventures, has made it abundantly clear that he is done with the game of football and has put that part of his life in the rearview mirror. He was even asked about a hypothetical if Tom Brady were to call him to try to get him to come back. He said he would answer the call, but not to talk about playing football. He's done. Benito, over. So we all held out a little bit of, I'll I'll say, optimism that Gronk could potentially return. We discussed kind of the cutoff date if he was going to return midseason. And, of course, that all stemmed from not everybody buying into Brady's retirement, Evan Klosky being one of those people. So this sounds pretty much final. So Evan, what are your thoughts? Is is he are you buying this? Is he done done? Uh not done done. It certainly sounded like he was done. Um but remember the first part of that phone uh, the first part of that bite is that I'm going to answer the phone. And who knows what Brady's plea is going to be in his final year, whatever they got cooking up. And if he has to come back on, you know, for just a playoff, who knows? And I would argue that it's certainly fair to be pessimistic. And my thoughts on him, you know, I originally thought he'd be coming back, uh, you know, somewhere at the end of training camp. And then I was like, you know, week 13, who knows what's going to happen in three months. So he just retired a week, right? Was it a, two weeks ago now? I forget. It's, yeah, everything's a blur. Two, three weeks ago. Um, and it's obvious that, that from then to now, nothing is going to change, right? I, so why even fan the flames of it? Let's check back in in December. The, the, let me ask you this. When it becomes December, do you think Rob Gronkowski is going to be a storyline? Do you think that we're going to ask if he's coming back? If the Bucks are atop the NFC, no, I don't. You yeah. So you don't think so? You think that no matter – you think that if they are doing their thing, that there's going to be no thought of, man, I wonder if Rob Gronkowski is back. 
Is he going to come I, back? If Are the Buccaneers making a Super Bowl run? Does Gronk want to be a part of it? You don't think any of that's going to be flirting around? No, I think the storyline will pop up if, number one, if they deal with injuries the way they did last year and they're having to scramble to try to put players on the field, especially the offensive playmakers. But if they're struggling, you know, if if they're seven and four, if they're eight and five, it's can they get Gronk to come bring a spark to this to this offense? Can they can they get Gronk? Can they coerce him out of retirement to come help this team and and get them rolling towards the playoffs? I think if if the Bucks are sitting there at nine and two, ten and three, ten and two, somewhere in there. They're not going to worry about it. And I think a lot of that will be predicated on how Kate Otten's playing. How is how is he playing? How is Cameron Bright playing? If the tight end position becomes forgotten, then yeah, I, I think the discussions will be had. But it I, I think it's also circumstantial that I'm not I'm not going to be sitting around waiting for a, a certain moment to hit and be like, all right, David, we need to talk about trying to get Gronk back at, at this stage of the season. It's just write this down. July 12th. I guarantee you in December, we have a Gronk discussion. Guarantee it. Unless the Buccaneers have crashed and burned, unless their season is pretty much cooked uh, by the time we're reaching the, the second half of the season, I would bet a hundred dollars that we are talking about a Gronk return, not saying that he will return, just that we're having the discussion and, and if they are succeeding i have a tough time believing that they can't bring gronk back in some limited role in some even if it's a red zone package something to be like yo come on board we're we have this record we're going to the playoffs let's ride baby one last time let's get this done we'll play you limited snaps we'll put you in we'll we'll, we'll get you your tutties and we'll call it good. Well, let me ask you this. If that phone call is made, let's say it's Tom that calls yeah. up Gronk, and Gronk picks up the phone laying on a beach with his girlfriend in Maui, you think he's coming out of retirement to go do to go play football when he's living that life? It's very hard to say he is <laughs> when we just heard that bite from him. You know, victim of the moment would say absolutely not. I'm saying that in three months' time, this guy has gone through retirement before, and he has gotten the itch to play before. And that's fair. It's one thing to be excited about what you're going to do immediately upon retirement, but but Thomas Edward Patrick Brady did the same thing, and in 40 days he was back. Um, including a bunch of other ventures now that he's a part of after the season, that I think he's mentally prepared to uh, to make that transition a little bit more than last year, where I think everything happened a little too quick for him. Um, but look, Gronk was beat up last year. I really do think that back injury and and rehabbing and and coming back, um, I think that really was probably a signal to him like i'm so sick and tired of this crap it's just the, the body maintenance and all this stuff and my you know feeling like i've been in a car crash you know uh ali marpet stuff stuff that you know reasons why he's retiring at a young age but um i am not saying that he is 
done, done. I, I, let's, let's revisit this in December. You would think that I would have learned my lesson, but I think he's done done. And I was, I was holding out hope. I, I, I mean, you're right. You're more right than I am right now. So we'll just see what happens. But well, and, and I do think you're right. That was something I wanted to mention was that that shot in the ribs that he took against the Rams that kept him out for all that time. It was so smooth sailing for him all through 2020. Huge production, didn't get hurt, played every game. You know, huge contributor in the Super Bowl. He was a blocking machine. You know, we all remember him saying that he's a blocking tight end. And oh, then, I still to this day think that he was the MVP of that Super Bowl. I think that's fair. I The argument certainly could have been made. But then I think last year was kind of a Eminem snap back to reality moment where all of a sudden all of the injuries that he battled through and tried to battle through in New England that caused him to retire the first time, it all kind of came flooding back. And I, I think he kind of reevaluated it and said, you know what, I can have a great life walking away from this game and and i can still walk um i don't know i i wanted to hold out that hope since i got burned on the brady stuff but i i would be shocked if rob gronkowski sets foot on a football field in pads and a helmet to play in another game we will see we will, we will see. See. I, I i think the i think the probability is you being correct but I'm not so sure to say that a dude who's in tip-top shape, who's still training, by the way, looks great. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a plan B for him right now. I think he's fully focused on plan A. I put it in the show. And it would be a heck of a marketing tool, by the way, if he's so locked into these business ventures, similar to the Brady brand, said that as well. It is a huge marketing tool to be back in the game, peddling your stuff. It that that's the best PR to give yourself. Yeah. Well, I I did put it in the show notes that on July 12th, Evan Klosky said that he would give James $100 if we're not having a Gronk coming back discussion in December. Be so. a heck of a New Year's Day present to you if it, <laughs> if it comes to fruition. It is there. Well, we are going to get to Evan's offensive players that he is looking forward to watching at training camp coming up in just a moment. But first, speaking of a little extra cash in your pocket, we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we are a little bit tight on the cash. Maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank. You got another. Maybe just a hundred dollars on a Thomas, on a Rob Gronkowski bet. Right. Yeah. Which will get you maybe a quarter of a tank right now. Uh, <laughs> You're living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to make ends meet. It can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now, Dave can help get you out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on bills, whatever the issue may be. You can finally tackle those expenses that you've been stressing about without any hangups at all. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D A 
V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. David and I on Tuesday's episode started off listing our three players to watch in training camp position by position. We covered quarterbacks and running backs in our first installment of this series that we're doing. Unfortunately, Evan, we don't get you for that much time as it's going to take us to go through all the positions, list off all these players. Uh, But you do have some offensive players you want to keep an eye on and some defensive players you want to keep an eye on. So while David and I are doing this series, you're able to interject here. And we're going to start off on the offensive side of the ball since that's the side that David and I are starting with. And you're going to list off your players that you're really wanting to focus in on and, and really keep an eye on any camp. Obviously, like like David and I said on, on yesterday's episode, for those who may have missed it, everyone's with Tom Brady. Everyone's watching Mike Evans. Everyone's watching Devin White. Everyone's watching Antoine Winfield Jr. There are big names that everybody wants to watch. But what are the – which players are you watching with a more keen eye to see how they're fitting in, what they're doing? You know, are they are they going to usurp a starter? Are they going to make a case to be a bigger part of, of the offense or the defense? So let's go ahead, start on the offensive side of the ball, and your number one player that you're keeping an eye on at training camp. Yeah, and let me just say the disclaimer – Tom Brady is really important. There's a, a few more uh, moving pieces this year than last year. So judging his chemistry is important, but uh, with, with certain bodies out there and seeing how he interacts. So that's just a blanket statement. But as you said, uh, I'm not worried about Brady. I'm not worried about Lenny. Um, and I also want to give this disclaimer, right? You know, some training camp heroes and the angles that we create out of it a lot of the times they fizzle as the season goes on. Ross Cockrell was the the star of last year's training camp, and he did earn significant playing time in, in the first month of action. But, uh, you know, he started to kind of poop out there, and, and then his role was, was severely reduced. So I just want to throw that disclaimer out there. Number one has to be Kate Otten. Um, the, the, the line that we are hearing, right, is that Tom Brady needs a week to figure out if this kid can cut it or not. Now, I, you can say, what about Coe Keefe? Uh, the fact is that Coe is probably going to be blocking. He's going to be out there as a, you know, the, instead of trying to find a Rob Gronkowski who can do it all, they kind of got two guys, one who can focus on the being a pass catcher, the other who can block more, and you're going to have to find a way to make sure that they can show that they do the other parts of tight end so you're not telegraphing what your play is going to be. But Kate Otten super important. He is – a smart guy comes from a, a his father was a coach. I think his like childhood programming was NFL Network. This kid uh, just sleeps, eats, drinks football. So I know that it's up here. Will he be able to apply it quickly enough for Tom Brady to feel like this kid gets it? So watching him very early in camp is going to be severely important because we all still believe. The team is going to bring in a veteran tight end. When? I don't know. But 
I have a tough time believing they are entering the season with KDOT and Coquive Cameron Bright as their top three options. You know, uh, Bright, we know what we're going to get. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, uh, he's still a valuable uh, piece to this team, but, you know, he's probably a guy who's going to fill in in the red zone and, you know, we, we kind of understand what he's going to do. So, um, yeah, Kate Otten, top of the list. That's where my eyes are going. Um, then then second, you, you mentioned it a little bit um, in previous episodes, but, but Rashad White is somebody that I really want to take my eyes on. Um, Leonard Fournette is going to be the every down back. But Leonard Fournette has never really made it a full season. Okay, those soft tissue issues always seem to pop up in in some way. So what is behind him? We know what Keyshawn Vaughn brings. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know anything about Rashad White. Uh, You know, and we know what Giovanni Bernard brings. Is this a sleeper, you know, for fantasy potentially? But is this guy a sleeper who can do a little bit of everything? I, I want to see how he looks. Um, I know it's it, very easy to kind of go off of rookies. Um, so, and, and we don't have to really dig into Rashad White. I, I please, uh, you know, keep, keep, if you listening to Locked on Bucks, you've heard everything that you need to hear on that. And if you haven't, you need to go back and listen to the episode. But I'll throw out another one who is not a rookie, and that's Russell Gage. Um, I talked about the chemistry at receiving. We don't know if Chris Godwin is going to play week one, even though at least there's a little bit of optimism it might happen. But I I still feel like that would be a little too quick. Russell Gage is going to be an important part of this team, especially moving the chains. Uh, I think that's where he's going to succeed the most. So I want to see what his rapport is with Tom Brady, especially since he's been dealing with some sort of injury in the offseason. So how much has he been able to work with Tom on the side? Um, He's a veteran presence, very successful in his NFL career thus far. Let's see how he looks in, in, in a Buccaneers uniform. So out of the gates, let me just throw that out there and, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts? And and Russell Gage, by the way, and Tyler Johnson, because, you know, That's, Tyler Johnson really disappointed me last year. And I, I need to – is he in shape? Is the, the effort there? Is he, he making the catches? He should. Because whether, you know, fans like it or not, Tyler Johnson is needed. If he's going to be on this roster, he's needed. Um, and, and he could be cut, potentially, if, if he really – this is an important training camp for him. I don't think he's 100% safe at all. I think he has to earn his spot on this roster. The battle for the number four wide receiver on this team is going to be a ferocious one. You have you have Tyler Johnson. You got Scotty Miller. You got Brashad Perryman. You have Jalen Darden. You, know, you have guys that are going to be fighting tooth, nail, claw, whatever to get that number four spot, because I think it's pretty safe to say it's Evans Godwin gauge. Now, whether or not gauge works out or not, we'll see, you know, you would hope so. You would hope that not only is he going to work out, but he's going to improve on what he did in Atlanta, but it's, it's going to be a a pretty vicious fight for that number four receiver. And then the only other thing that I'll, uh, 
I'll touch on before we get to break, uh, going back to Kate Otten. And that's something that, again, David and I have, have discussed. You know, when is it, when is it going to go from Brait being tight end one and transition over to Otten being tight end one? I think it's going to take a few weeks. Like you said, it's going to take a little while for that chemistry to build. And, and you hope that they're, they're clicking in, in training camp and, you know, Kate Otten is, is a big part of what they're trying to do. But as far as being the reliable go-to guy, whether it's to move the sticks or in the red zone or in the 10 zone or whatever the case may be, how long is it going to take for Brady to look at Otten as the guy over, over Cam Brate? And that all is going to start in training camp. So coming up in just a moment, we are going to hear who else Evan is watching from the offensive side of the ball coming up in a training camp just a moment wrapping things up here on a wednesday edition of the locked on bucks podcast we are talking evan klosky's offensive players to watch for in training camp so evan let's kind of round this out who's the next guy that's real high on your list that you're keeping an eye on you know whether it's you know are you going another skill position are you looking at that revamped interior where what direction are we going in yeah, and I just want to say one more thought on Kate Otten. Remember, he's coming off of an injury. Right. So I don't know if physically he's prepared, if um, he's going to be rusty. So it's hard to even have expectations super high from at the start of camp. And and he might he might need the full year to kind of get going again. Um, so that, that's just something I want to throw out there. But very interesting he, to see him. He was number 87 in Washington, wasn't he? Uh, I think so. You have to look that up. Either that or 80. Uh, he's, he was up there. He was, um, he was indeed number 87. Are they going to uh, give this number away immediately? That would be very interesting. Um, they gave okay. number away immediately. They, yeah, that was uh, – <laughs> they wasted no time on that. Um, the, other, the guy that I think I'm going to have the most fun watching – I'm going back to rookies. It's a glass eater, Luka Decky. But it's it's an important battle uh, on the interior. You want to talk about ferocious battles? That is a ferocious battle. Gadecki, uh, Hainsey, you have Stinney involved. Uh, there's a lot of really uh, capable – first off, the, the depth, I feel like, on the offensive line as a whole is really good. Um, I know we still don't really know enough about Hainsey. But I think that if they have an injury, it's not the worst thing in the world, though no one can replace Tristan Wirfs, which we learned last year. You know, right. you, that's in anything. You lose your best player, bad things are gonna happen. You mm. lose Tom Brady, doesn't freaking matter what we were talking about. It's a, you know, you lose Tristan Wirfs, it's like, okay, I mean, Tom can only do so much. Um so you know, you lose Levante, Devin White, things change dramatically. So blanket statement. But I, I do um, think that with the retirement of Ali Marpet, they did a great job kind of figuring things out in quick order. But Gadecki just – this is a guy who we're told has a mean streak uh, just from small town Wisconsin. Uh, I, I think he had, what, like one stoplight in his in his hometown or something? Yeah. I don't know. I, one stoplight. I don't even know how to stoplight. Um, he is a grinder, and um, man, I just want to see him get after it. I just like. I just think he's he's a guy that's going to raise the level of competition of everyone around him. He's a chip on his shoulder. He has earned every inch 
to this point. And um, he he's an important, potentially an important piece of this team. And if he does earn that starting nod, what a find uh, by Jason Light and company again. And, and if he does not, that doesn't mean, you know, I think he still needs to beef up a little bit. I think, um, you know, same thing with Kate Otten. I still think, you know, with most rookies, you get in uh, and, and you need to get some NFL trainers around you. But that is, man, if you listen to any of his interviews in the offseason, highly recommend. This guy is going to endear himself to the Buccaneers fans if given the opportunity to find significant playing time on the field. He's a trip for sure. Um, all right, so you, you've you've named four really key members of the offense, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. If you had to handpick one of these guys, put the Evan Klosky guarantee or I send James $100 like the Gronk conversation stamp of this guy is going to finish as a pro bowler in 2022. Which one are you going with? Uh, pro bowler 2022, I will go with Mike Evans. I, Tom Brady. Well, no, I'm talking about the guys that you named. Oh, the guys that I name? I don't know if any of them are going to be pro bowlers. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if I had to, I mean, I don't think anyone, any one of them is going to be a pro bowler. Let me say that. But it, let right. me let me change your question to who do I think is going to make the biggest impact in 2022 for Fair the enough. Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, I will go Luka Decky. I think he's going to win that job. I, I just – there's something about him. He he's raw. He is authentic, and I just think that he's going to come out and he's going to whoop some ass. I just I really do. Um, so I, I think the opening is there. I think the 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 intangibles are there, and um, I'm really excited to see if he can win that job. But on the spot right now, um, I think when we look back at the names I just said. Um, Gadecki, and I'm not counting Russell Gage because that's that's really unfair. He's he's established. Obviously, he's going to have opportunities. So, um, I, I think Gage Gage would be the obvious answer. So I'm just going off of the the kind of the newbies and the new things that we're looking at. I don't know if Gadecki wins that job. He could have a a bigger overall impact than Gage. That's not a stretch by any means. Potentially, to, yeah. That direction. So, all right, well, real quick, Evan, before we wrap things up, as I just saw a highlight of the Red Sox having, like, nine errors on one play, I heard the Benny Hill theme playing in the background. But It was very impressive. It was, it was impressively bad. But we're going to talk about another Tampa team really, really quick because as this show airs, NHL free agency begins. Andre Palat, by time you and I talk again on this show – is he a lightning or is he somewhere else? I think he's a lightning. I think they'll make it work. I think they'll figure it out. Uh, but I am not, I like that is, I am 50 50 on it. And I'm yeah. just, I just, I think if they can just give him the years and maybe drop the money a little bit, give him the security that uh, if they can, you know, it, let's say somebody offers him. I'm going to be super quick on this. Somebody offers him five for five, right? Let's just say that five for five. If you can extend the years, then you can, you theoretically can drop the money because you can spread it out over a longer period of time. Plus you have Florida working in your favor with no state tax. And then you pretty much say, Hey, Andre, we're going to make you a bolt for life. This deal is going to suck by the end of it, but whatever. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in a win now mode. I don't care. We'll worry about the deal later. 
And um, worst comes to worst, they'll package him with a pick in the final two years of his deal and trade him and and get him off the books. But a lot of a lot of Lightning fans would rather have Malkin, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I get the name value, but mm, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. And, two, and we'll I think two totally different types of players in my Absolutely. I, you know, Palazzi, look, you already lost Yanni Gord. You know, there are certain guys, we could talk about this with Buccaneers too. There's certain identity guys where what they bring to a team is way different than what you see on the scoring sheet or what you see in the, in the box score. And um, Gord was like that. Palat is like that. And, Sometimes it pays to have a playoff guy who just knows how to show up when the the lights are brightest. It's the intangibles. They Mm -hmm. are worth something. So with that, all right, Evan, we are going to get out of here. We want to thank everybody for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL podcast, our national NFL experts and insiders. Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason does not equal a break in action. David will be back tomorrow. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, you want to continue to remind him that golf is indeed a sport, you can do so by emailing us at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a call and leave a voicemail at 813-444-5841. Check out everything Evan is doing over at 10TampaBay.com and on 10TampaBay. You can check out David's written work over at BucksGameDay.com. I am over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at EPLUSWTSP, and at Harrison 80 Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannon. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.